Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Derek and Eric. Leslie is out today, so yours truly will be hosting for today. Derek, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, Can't complain. I got a real quick. I got to give a shout out yesterday. You probably know who this guy is. Uh, I ran into Brock Heward yesterday. I have no idea who that is. Uh, he's a former NFL quarterback. He's a play-by-play announcer for college football games. And okay. uh, I bumped into him, and I just want to say he uh, he's a good dude. He's very friendly, very outgoing. And uh just want to say he's a, he's a good dude, and you can definitely tell the fame and money have not gone to his head. Good, good. It's always he's, good to see. But he's a good dude, and he's uh he's tall as hell. Very tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, as he should be, because he used to be a former quarterback you know that typical quarterback that used to be like 64 230 or whatever yeah he's probably like 6566 six. he's a big dude but no he was very friendly very outgoing i ran into him and got to chit chat with him a little bit yesterday where'd you run into him at highlands ranch oh derek's moving on up to the fancy places of denver that's uh well no that's where he lives and i happen to be in that part of town and so uh yeah Sure, he probably lives in a really nice house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Derek. Don't don't pretend like you're not fancy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, what we're gonna get into on the show today. First off, all the Avs are back in action. They split with Vegas. They got rocked by the Minnesota Cheating Wild, and then they beat the Yotes last night. They play again tonight. Are they in a bit of a funk? We'll get into that because they seem to be struggling on offense just a little bit. The Denver Nuggets are still super inconsistent, and oh. in my opinion, they suck. Got to so, talk about that Washington Wizards game. Oh. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. Uh. And then Louis Lounge is next after that, but it's going to be more like Derek's Lounge because Leslie ain't here. Pretty much. <laughs> after that, we're going to talk about the QB drama again that's going on in the NFL. Deshaun Watson still might be on the move, and Russell Wilson. Could he be on the trading block? Also, J.J. Watt, where is he going to end up? And then lastly, we're going to talk about MLB. They're almost underway for spring training. And should baseball have a salary cap? I've got some numbers that I want to talk about as to why baseball needs a salary cap. Yeah, seriously. Stupid MLB. <laughs> it's, it's, ridiculous. it's gotten to the point where it makes me mad. Pretty much. But Derek... Our Colorado Avalanche are fourth in the division. They are 10-6-1 on the season. Mm -hmm. They got rocked 6-2 by the Minnesota Wild, unfortunately. Pissed me off. I had to turn it off. My least favorite team, my my two least favorite teams, (laughs) three least favorite teams by sport. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers, San Francisco 49ers, and the Minnesota cheating wild. Minnesota wild. Oh, dude, so they that, just. That one hurt a little bit. Well, Grubauer just, oh, man, he just did not play. They, uh, as a whole team, did not play good in that game. I don't blame that game on Grubauer. At no, no, no. I, it's the team. And it's just, oh, and they even had more shots on goal in the wild, but yet it, it still didn't even matter. The one thing I will say is, yeah, the Avs are six three and one in their last ten, so it's not terrible. That's pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. That that goes back to before they were on the COVID list too, but they're not. Their defense is still top in the NFL, but their offense is struggling. 
bad. It got going last night against the Coyotes, but it's the Coyotes. The Coyotes are trash. The Yotes. Those dang coyotes. Those dang coyotes. (laughs) Coyotes. English. English is a wonderful thing. (laughs) I think it's a good thing the Avs are playing the Coyotes uh, last night and tonight, back-to-back games, because it gives them a chance to kind of set the ship right. It's kind of like a pick-me-up game. You know when – you know, you have uh, Alabama exactly. plays one of those rinky-dink colleges to like, hey, uh, we need our we need our confidence boost. They for the smoke week. them like sixty-three let's, to three. Let's go, let's go kick the crap out of these guys to get a good confidence boost and uh, whatnot. Yeah. I think pretty much that's what the Avalanche need with the the Coyotes. They need Absolutely. to get that. They need to get that confidence boost and, yeah, like you said, right the ship and uh, get back in a groove and get back on a winning streak. Because yeah, they've been, oof. Last two games have been brutal for him before the Coyotes game. It's been a little rough for sure. Especially the Vegas game. That was brutal. Yeah, that one I think more or less they just got robbed by Marc-Andre Fleury. Because the Avs – 34 saves he had. 34 saves. But the Avs in those the last two games they played against Vegas and the outdoor game and that game at home. The 12-hour game. The 12-hour 12, 12 game, yes. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> the Avs were scheduled to play a game at Lake Tahoe at 1 o'clock in the afternoon uh, last Saturday. Was that it? Last Saturday? Yes. Yeah, that was last Saturday. Yep, and the so the game kicks off at 1 o'clock, and there was a spot in the ice where a bunch of the players and refs were just falling over because the ice was melting because it, the, the game was ruined by a nice sunny day. Yeah, go figure. Who knew that sun melted ice? Uh, exactly. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you know, it was unfortunate weather, but then they, they delayed the game till 9 p.m. Tahoe time, so 10 p.m. here. 12 but, o'clock uh, on the yeah, 12 east o'clock coast. on the East Coast. Midnight, midnight. If you want to watch the Avalanche Midnight over on the East Coast Boston area, yeah, you were, uh, yeah, you were in for a long night. But uh, the Avs won the game anyway. But yeah, thank uh, God. So they, they had a bit of a delay. Um. But then the next game, so those two games, the Avs put the most shots the Vegas Golden Knights have ever given up this season. 39 in the outdoor game, 34 in the game after that. So that one I don't chalk up to bad offense, the loss against the Knights, 3-0. But they had that one stolen. And then I thought they were going to show up against Minnesota. Like, oh, yeah, let's go. Come on. They're going to be jazzed. They got robbed by Marc-Andre Fleury. I thought they were going to put up five, six goals. They ended up giving up five, six goals. Goals. Yeah, it was just just frustrating. They just – they're just so hot and cold. I know. Kind of like the other team that we'll get into, the other Colorado team. We'll get into it in a minute, but still, I mean – they just need to be consistent. Like you said, their offense just needs to just wake up. I, I think it's the Nathan McKinnon effect. They know when McKinnon's on the ice, mm-hmm. who the puck is going to. Well, you yeah, heard that one obvious. play against Vegas where uh, McKinnon, when he scored his goal, there was a yep. little highlight. I'll try to put it in the audio for you where McKinnon gets the puck and you hear Petrangelo, the night's best goalie, go, oh boy. Here he goes. Enzo said, as good as it gets in the league, McKinnon on the fly. What's the shot? He scores! Whoa! The magic of McKinnon on display, and the Avalanche 
take a 2-1 lead. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because oh, McKinnon was coming yeah, out full I head heard, of steam. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> and so it was like, it was insane. Well, if you're a goaltender, what would you say if you saw him just – No, no, it know, was the defenseman. Flying. Because the defenseman comes up and he's like, oh, he's like, what do I do? What do I do? What? Oh, he scored. And then afterwards, he's like skating to the bench. He's like, there's nothing we could have done. He's too but fast. He's, he's too just fast, way too fast. I think it's starting to affect the team a little bit. They get kind of like the Nuggets. I'll talk about this too, where it's like once Murray or Jokic gets the ball, it seems like the rest of the team just kind of stands still and watches. Yeah, I they're like. I feel like that's happening with the Avs. I mean, the only one that's like, I think still really, really playing well is Miko Rantanen. Miko, He's got eight goals and eight assists. Say. That's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, Miko's playing really good. Well, I mean, you're right. Kind of when they when he's on the ice, maybe they're just like, "Oh, it's all right. He can he can handle it himself." Maybe because of his talent and his his speed that he has, they just figure he can do it all on its own. But he can't. Like he needs the entire team. There's no I in team unless you're Tom Brady and you go to the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> then there is an I in team. <laughs> There's there is one player that I got really concerned about. And I don't think he's going to play very much anymore. Is Connor Timmons, the defenseman oh, for the yes. Avs? I saw that. Yeah, he's... he is the reason after the Avs scored to tie it against Minnesota one-one. Yep, that it went to two-one because he tried to make a play that if you don't make it, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. He didn't make it. Nope, he got screwed. And then he didn't play very much. He, I, I was watching. I remember talking to my roommate about it. I was like, after that play, Timmons has not touched the ice. And it was a good 10 minutes. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Bednar, he, he probably sensed it or he saw the way he was playing. And, man, maybe he just sat him down and for his own good. Do you think the youth is starting to catch up to the Avs? Because they are still one of the youngest teams in the league. Like Bowen Byram's 19. And he had a, he had his butt kicked in the last game against Minnesota too. 19 years old. He's not even old enough to drink and he's, he's playing in hockey. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Do you think but, the youth's catching up to him? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, who, who are the real veterans on this team? You got really... McKinnon, Rantanen, Nazem Kadri. Kadri. Brandon Saad. He was out for the Minnesota game. Uh, Giannis Donskoy, Landis Cog. Belmar. Belmar, yeah. Yeah, Belmar, I think so. Yeah, you could throw him. I mean, Matt so, Calvert. So, I mean, they have some veterans on their team, but they also, like you said, they still have a lot of youth too. But I, I don't know. I don't know if youth is really – does it really matter? Sometimes I think it does. Like Connor Timmons, you cannot you make gotta, that play. You have to play smart, and he tried to play aggressive. And, like, yeah, I get being aggressive, but – you've got to make that play. And he didn't. I think the absence of Eric Johnson's hurting him more than I want. Like, then they want to admit. Oh, Eric Johnson being out definitely is, is hurting him without a doubt. When he comes back, I think he'll make a big difference. But yeah, what, since he's been out, he's uh, we've been hurting without him. Cause he's, mm-hmm. what did he have? Is it a it's a bad? lower body injury? I think. I'm not 100% sure, and they don't know when he'll be back. That's so stupid. Why can't they, they, they – what did they say? They just can't say in hockey because they think so, they'll attack it? So the NHL does this stupid thing. They don't want to admit this either, but if somebody's hurt, 
they're afraid like oh he's he they know he's out there when like he, he was struggling back. with a leg issue then they'll they'll hit his leg then if the leg is an issue don't put him on the ice it's just it doesn't make sense it's stupid it's so stupid lower I, body injury well it's <laughs> like when uh when a couple of players get covid they're quote unquote unfit to play really yes so that's what they said about uh Lannis Gog and everybody oh, yeah, else yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah they're unfit to play they're not feeling good they're under the weather <laughs> tell us what's wrong with them yeah just tell them that they got the that they got the vid and they're good to go or that they're not good to go my bad mm-hmm. you know one thing the with the abs that i think is going to help them out mm-hmm. the blues are three six and one in their last 10 yeah thank god that they've been struggling i told you the blues are kind of a faux team i hope so last time they when before the abs played or excuse me started up again the Blues played the Coyotes seven straight games. If that we, was a playoff series, the Blues would have lost it. We need to win the next couple of games. We need to get in front of Minnesota. Seeing Minnesota ahead of us in the standings makes me mad. That well, cannot happen. I, I, I want to say this too. Minnesota's playing well right now. There's no way they can keep it up the whole season. No, they can't. The Avs are playing bad right now. No, I shouldn't say that. They're not playing as well as we would like. There's mm-hmm. no way they're going to keep that up. No. Mark Andre Fleury was playing out of his mind against the Avs. There's no way he's going to keep that up throughout the season. Oh, hey, good thing is after they play the Coyotes tonight, they play San Jose, and San Jose has a minus 17 goal differential. So San Jose is trash. They are, yeah, they are trash. <laughs> they are the it's... worst team in the Avs division. But I, the Anaheim's they... it? No, Anaheim's even worse. Are they? Yeah, they're minus eighteen, and they're 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 six ten and four. San Jose is seven eight and two. Oh yeah, fun fact, real quick. Anaheim, the last two games they played was against the Coyotes. They've had three nothing leads in both of those games, and ended up losing them both in overtime. <laughs> oh man, ouch! So yeah, the Avs next week play two against the Sharks and two against the Ducks. Monday and Wednesday against the Sharks, and Friday and Saturday against the Ducks. Yep, Anaheim currently holds the longest losing streak in the division at five, and Minnesota holds the longest winning streak with five. It's going to be hard to keep up throughout the season because of the back-to-back opponents. You you don't tend to beat opponents back-to-back like that very much. No, you don't. And, yeah, uh, like you said, with St. Louis, them three, six, and one, they've lost three in a row, so they're on a bit of a skid right now. The next nine games the Avalanche play – only one of those teams is above them in the standings, and that's the Kings. Yeah, March. I'm looking at March. They play San Jose Monday, Wednesday, and they got the Ducks, Ducks, Coyotes. Yeah. Kings, Ducks. Oh, man. Then they play the Wild. Yep, then, there's the yeah. Wild again. But the Avs have got to get going. They only have basically – they have two months basically left of the season. Yeah, they have March and April, so they have a total of – what is that math real quick 33 games in the next two months and then they got five in may so they they got plenty of time but they uh yeah they can't be staying hot and cold like this all season if not looking at their schedule too most of their games are in denver this month Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or excuse me in march and april they're on the road most of the time yeah they are home a lot that should be interesting to keep an eye on yeah real quick yeah they 
So I found out recently, read this yesterday, the Avs and the Nuggets can file to have fans at their home games, but yet they have yet to do it. Do they have an explanation why? I don't know if they can. I don't know if they want to. They didn't really have an explanation, but I don't know if they want to afford to pay the stadium workers in there or something exactly. I don't know. Or have liability issues or something like that. I have no idea. As much as I would love to go to a game, I'm still a little afraid to. A little bit. Also, I don't want to pass any judgment until they give us an explanation. So... Man. I will say there were a lot of Avs fans at the Coyotes Arena last night, and I assume there's going to be a lot more tonight. People but are making road trips out there just to go watch the Avs. But, man, don't you miss hearing that horn sounding, though, when people going nuts in that? Oh, in that of course. My, I want to the go old, to hockey or baseball so bad. The so old bad. Ball, ball arena. <laughs> That's right. It's not Pepsi Center anymore. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the Cronkies own Ball Arena and Dick Sporting Goods Park in Colorado. Just ball, fun, just throwing that out there. Ball Arena and Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Oh, man. All right, let's move on to the Nuggets. Oh, God. They're, these guys are trash. They're trash. No, best way to put it is they beat good teams, but then they lose the bad teams because they're trash. Hence, they beat the Trailblazers and look excellent, but then they lose to the Hawks and they lose to the Wizards because they're Why? trash. They're trash. They don't have any depth. Uh, they really. The one don't. thing that helped the Nuggets out in the bubble last year and then the the regular yep. season last year is they had depth and they lost all of it. Mason Plumley, uh, uh, Jeremy Grant, Tory Craig. They lost those three right there. And those guys are key. Will I mean, Barton just, sucks. Uh, Gary Harris is injured and he only plays defense. Pretty much. Michael Porter jr. Is inconsistent. Well, to go to the wizards game real quick. I mean, you had one job. They had a fast break opportunity. What was there? Five seconds left. Four on one. You have a four on one with down Bradley by two, Beale. down by two with Bradley Beals, the only the only defender, and Michael Porter Jr. passes it to the the guy. You you know how to pronounce his name? What's his name? The Fuku guy. Faku. Faku. There you go. I can't even say his name. I'm afraid to say his name. <laughs> Come on, Derek. Don't be scared. But no, he passed it to him. Really? And you have Jamal Murray, who's shooting 48% from three, and he was down there and you didn't pass him the ball? Or yet, Michael Porter Jr., you didn't take the ball to the rim for an I was, easy I was going to say, nobody went to the rim. That's the oh, problem. Yeah. Nobody went to the rim to get an easy two. An easy two and take it to overtime and beat these guys. They're not <laughs> a good team. Washington sucks. They're 12 and 18. Now the Nuggets are only two games above 500. They shouldn't be that bad. Ugh, it's just so frustrating. <laughs> they beat, let, let, they beat the say Lakers. This since... They beat the Trailblazers. They've beaten good teams, and yet you see them. I mean, think about this. They've lost to the Wizards now twice in 10 days. Let, let's say this. The Nuggets since February, they Ugh. started with a three-game losing streak, went on a three-game winning streak, went on a two-game losing streak, one lost, one lost. That was their February. Mm-hmm. 
they were consistently losing, then they were consistently winning. Then they lost, then they win, lost, but they they can't find consistency. No, they win three, they win three straight, then lose to a bad team. They win and then they lose three straight. That seems to be their pattern. They win, <laughs> they lose, they win, they lose, and I'm like, make up your mind. What was that? What were, what did, did you say before we started recording about Michael Porter Jr.? You had oh, something you wanted to talk about. I think there's clearly there's a rift between Michael Porter Jr. and Michael Malone. Because like we each said, Michael Malone is all about playing defense. And what is Michael Porter Jr. and or as the Nuggets as a whole, what are they bad at? Defense. Exactly. So I think eventually the organization is going to have to come to a, a conclusion well, hopefully they can learn from the Rockies of what to do and what not to do. Is that, are you going to, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think they should extend Michael Porter jr? Because if you're not, if you're Michael Porter jr, you're going to go to him and say, look, our potential's really good. Where his, his uh, agency and say his potential's really good. We want a max deal. That's probably what they're going to do. Would you but, give it to him? Well, yeah. Cause his, his potential and his ceiling is huge. He's still young. And I mean, the only reason he's the only reason, the only way he's going to get better is if you play him, the kid's got to play, he's got to go out there and he's got to play. That's the I only agree. way he's going to learn from his mistakes. And yet Michael Malone, you could tell does not like to play him for some weird reason, but, but yet, you didn't answer my question. Would what? you extend but, Michael Porter jr. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Right now. Yes. Okay, maybe not right now. At the end of the season, would you extend him at the end of the season? Probably. Why not? Okay. He's he's one of. I mean, what is he? He's your third best player. Wouldn't we agree? Agreed. Jokic, Jamal, and Michael Porter Jr. are your three best. Players. I don't think he's consistently their third best player, but he should no. be their third best player. But, I mean, are they going to take the Jeff Brightus approach? Is, are they going to do what Dick Monfort did and cho- how he chose Breidich over Nolan? I mean, is the organization going to choose Michael Malone over Porter? Are they going to po- choose Port? Because they're clearly – if you heard his post-game thing about the Wizards, he was clearly frustrated with the Nuggets as a whole, but mostly Michael Porter Jr., you could tell. Well, and I don't think oh, – go ahead, sorry. The game that – I think it was either the Trailblazers game or the Hawks game. Michael Porter Jr. had 10 points, 10 points in the first quarter. And then after that, he was on the bench the rest of the game because he was shooting, but he was, he was shooting awful granted, but yet Michael Malone didn't put him back in. But Yeah. He's, he's gotta be more consistent about leaving the young guy in because exactly. how else is he supposed to grow? How else is he supposed to learn? Unless he's just exactly. refusing to learn and there's something we're missing. I just think there's more things going on behind the scenes that we know i just think there's a big rift between the two of them and the I, I just don't think they get along very well i just have a gut feeling that they they just don't get along and eventually it's just gonna come full circle and like i said the organization is gonna have to make a choice between one of them i don't think they have to do it right away i think what well, they no, should do right is away. they should do is extend porter jr because his, like like i said his potential is huge I don't know if you can negotiate down from a max deal or not. Just and those for those of you who don't know, the like it seems like the only way in the NBA to extend somebody is you go, hey, give them a max deal, which is a lot of money. I think it's a like what a hundred million dollars or something. Mm-hmm. 
oh, for yeah. a total contract. But a lot of cheese. That's a lot of bread. There's a lot of bread. Oh, a lot of money. <laughs> I will say this. If the Nuggets miss the playoffs this season, oh, which, they're the eighth seed right now. Which is very Michael well. Malone's, Michael Malone's gone. You have to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because he. How do you go from Western Conference finalists to missing the playoffs or being the eighth seed? Because I tell you what, if he didn't do what he did last year with them in the playoffs, he would have been fired this offseason. And that's the only reason that he kept his job. Three out of the 13 wins for the Sacramento Kings this year, who are 13 and 20, are against the Nuggets. It's bad. That <laughs> You put it that way, that just sounds bad. Sacramento is the third worst team in the Western Conference, ahead of oh. the Houston Rockets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are trash. And like tonight... The Nuggets play the Thunder. A bad team. Who are 14 and 19. A bad team. And the last time they played them, granted, they beat them, but they only beat them by two. And I'm like, I mean, just come on, Nuggets. I want to know how you go from the Portland game where you set an NBA record of fewest turnovers in a game. What did they one. have? Five? They had one? One. One. Only one. Yeah, they made a record. And that was one. in the first half. Yeah. And then you lose to Washington at home. At home in embarrassing fashion like that. Yeah, and they Jamal, played. And, and oh, Jamal Murray that. even played good. Like, yeah, 34 points. Jokic did good. Morris, uh, Marquis, Porter. I mean, everybody played good that game. It's just the end of that game is just. It was oh, terrible. God. That's stupid. And you can't blame the coaching on that. No, no. I mean, that's just, that's just common sense. I'm not a big basketball fan. I'm not a big basketball guy, but I know that if I'm playing some pickup game and I'm like, Ooh, I want to tie this up and I'm down by two. A lamp's going to make it. You take that bad boy to the rim. I mean, literally if Porter just goes down, lay it up or with, you're so damn tall. Dunk that thing. Just or dunk it down. There's, or if three people go to the net and one person goes for three for the win, you have a chance for a rebound. Seriously, or give it give it to somebody who's a good three-point shooter. Or, yet, or like you said, better yet, just go for the easy two, go into overtime, regroup yourself, get a good game plan, go into overtime, and beat these guys. They're a bad team. My favorite was after the game, the Nuggets players were all talking about how, well, if we made it, then it would be a different story. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't. You choked and you missed it. You chose not to go for overtime and try and beat them in overtime, which they probably would have done. Yeah, they they were stingy. They went for the stingy win instead of – and see, I think that's where they need to to realize is instead of going for it all, hey, you got to take those easy shots. Idiots. But yeah, they're frustrating. So they play they play the Thunder tonight in Oklahoma City. I mean, their next few games, eh, pretty favorable. They got the Thunder, Bulls, Bucks, and the Pacers. And then Memphis. It's a five-game road trip. Yeah. So, I mean, their upcoming schedule looks favorable. But, you know, with these guys, you never know. The Memphis Grizzlies stadium is called the FedEx Forum. <laughs> what a stupid name. <laughs> I know. 
But as I said, who's more disappointing, you think, so far this year? The Nuggets or the Nuggets. Avalanche? You think? Nuggets. I think so, too. The Nuggets have played how many games? 17 and 15. 30. They're 17. They're 32. Thank you. The Avs have played 17. 10, 6, and 1. Yep. They're 10, 6, and 1. They're four games above 500. The Nuggets are two games above 500. And in the eighth seed, the Avs still have two months to go. I don't know, you know how the, long the Nuggets have. But the Avs, the Avs are co cup favorites. You know that, right? They're Stanley yeah. Cup favorites. Who's picking the Nuggets to go back to the eight? Western Nobody. Conference Championships. Nobody. I don't think anybody is. Because they, they're not as good as they were last year. Yeah. I just, like you said, depth. Depth killed. Depth. Depth. They need depth. <laughs> they need depth. Depth. <laughs> but overall, uh, is yeah. Is there a they, trade they can make? Uh, maybe get a shooting guard. Because Jamal Murray's technically a point guard, but he's playing like a shooting guard. But I think they need a really good shooting guard and maybe uh, try and get some good bench depth because clearly that's what they need and that's what they're missing. One thing I always do when I, whenever I watch the Nuggets, I'm always just like, I, 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 you hear the clang of the ball hitting the rim a lot from the three-point range. Mm-hmm. Take it to the hoop, man. Do something different. You're not a good three-point shooting team. Why do you no. keep trying it? Because they want to be. Yeah, they are wannabes. That's what that's just what they are. <laughs> because they want to be. I don't know. I mean, seriously, just go for the easy shot and just. But overall, I mean, they're a young team too. So do they have is youth catching up to them possibly? Because they're I think their oldest player is Paul Millsap. I don't know, man. RJ Hampton and Zeke Naji are their two. They've been two of their best, most consistent players. Yeah. Well, and they're no. rookies. Jokic, you can't forget him. He's been like the main. Consistent. Besides, Besides Jokic. And now that Murray, like we had talked about, Murray needed to pick it up, and he has. Yeah, Bubble Murray. Yeah. He's about, he's, he's finally playing, uh, playing back to the way he was in the bubble. So that's good to see. But it's just it's more time. players, more players around him need to do it. Agreed. All right. I'm pissed. I'm pissed <laughs> off about this. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let, let's head into Louis Lounge, or as it's formerly known from this episode, Derek's Lounge. But first, a word from our sponsors. Nailed it. All right. Welcome back. Let's start with our first story, and I think this one. Whole, whole time out on the field. He's going to make me like... mad. Uh, maybe. Oh. No, not really. They're all pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's up for debate. We'll see. First story, though, we got Henrik Lundqvist returns to the ice two months after open heart surgery. He's coming back? Two months, yeah. yeah. There's video of him on the ice already practicing. Two months after open heart surgery. Yikes. The 38-year-old, yeah, he opted out of the upcoming season because he had an existing heart condition that would prevent him from playing. He underwent a five-hour procedure. I guess something way out with his valve, his root, artery, and everything. A bunch of stuff in his heart had to be replaced. Did you had- just say something without it? His valve? Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> an aerotic valve and an aerotic oh, root. Oh, my God. And an aerotic replacement. Derek, don't work too hard or else your valve will go out. <laughs> but anyways, man, two months after open heart surgery and this guy's back. It's just, I mean, modern science and medicine, I guess. Oh, 
I mean, Yikes. it just goes to show you, yeah, modern medicine, how quick you can recover for something. Hence, look at a while back, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, and then eight months later, he comes back and rushes for over 2,000 yards. I mean, it's like in baseball, how the Tommy John surgery for a pitcher is like a rite of passage nowadays to make your arms stronger. Seriously. But I mean, dude, how awesome is that, though? Two months after open heart surgery, he's already back. It's pretty sweet. That's, that's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. I mean, good for him. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist, when you think New York Rangers, that's what comes up to for me. I know he's not part of the Rangers anymore. He's on the Capitals, right? Yeah, he's on the Capitals. Like, I mean, but, like I said, he he had to opt out this season because when he went and got his physical, they noticed something was wrong, and that's when he went and got. But the good thing is, is when he got his physical, they noticed what was wrong with him because if they didn't, it uh, man, that could have been bad news for him. He's one of the best goalies to not win a Stanley Cup in the history of the NHL. Oh, I agree. He he deserves it, and maybe that's why he went to Washington. You know, maybe maybe he wanted to do it. But, yeah, the guy, uh, what was it? I think it was one of his teammates or one of his friends that posted the video saying, yeah, he said, quote, the dude looks great. Looks like he just looks like he never really missed a beat. He's, he's But he opted out great. for the season, right? Well, yeah, so he can't come back this year. That's I mean, just, just take your time. You, heart stuff, you got to be so careful. Mm-hmm. You got to be very careful. All right, on to our next one. This is a huh, – we were talking about this a little bit. Cam Newton, that, the heckler, that was heckling him at his uh, seven-on-seven football tournament that was going on in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So if you don't know about this, Cam Newton went out of his way to travel down there, spent his own money out of his own pocket to put this together, and this kid, for no reason, called Cam Newton an, an ass and whatever else you want to say. Well, there's a lot of stuff that he bleeped out in the video, but you can kind of hear Cam Newton in the background saying, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I think he was just saying that just so the, you know, the kid could just end the conversation. He would just go away. But no, once he just started saying that, the young kid just kept going and going and going and going on about it. And it just, like, come on, man. A guy's going, I mean, there's a lot of dumb that NFL players do, but Cam Newton's doing something good, and he's going out of his way to do something like this, spending his own money, and this kid's got to heckle him for just for no reason. Like, come on. I don't understand why. Yeah, first of all, you're at his camp. Exactly. You're at his camp that he put together for you and invited you to it. And you didn't realize how good this kid had to be in order to be invited if it was only seven on seven? This kid had to be pretty damn good. Yeah, no kidding. But the the kid did post a... Oh, yeah, he did. ...apology. I don't know if you saw said apology. It's literally on the iPhone notes. He just took a screenshot and put it on Twitter. I mean, come on. But yeah, you you posted a video about you trying to like be like, oh look at me, I'm getting clicks. I'm gonna trash Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a, was an MVP of the league for a reason. I have his apology if you want me. To read I've got it. it right here. You want me to read it? Go ahead. It says first and foremost, I want to express my deepest apologies to Cam Newton, my entire org, org, org. He says org, <laughs> and my coaches. 
for my actions at the 7v7 tournament this past weekend. I did not intend for it to get as far as I as it did! Exclamation point. First, I would like to start off by saying my parents never taught me to, dis to be disrespectful. As a football player, I will let my competitive side get the best of me, and it was a huge miscommunication. All right, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you Hold weren't it. playing anything. You weren't playing football at the time. No. You were trying to get clicks. Seriously. Continuing. But seriously. It was in the, it was in the midst of the moment, and I realize now that a lot of you took it as disrespect, because it was. I never meant to humiliate and let anyone down. I am oh. very appreciative for the 7v7 to even allow me to be a part of the community and allowing me to be part of the team I am currently on. I realize this can dictate my future as a young man having very big dreams slash goals, but it will not allow me to stop. It will not stop me from getting where I need to be. So again, I apologize and I hope I can be forgiven. Do, do, what I, do what I want to know. If this kid is this disrespectful to Cam Newton, how is he with his coaches and his teammates and his peers? Uh, I can't say on the air. I mean, I would love to know how this kid is with his with his own parents, for that matter, or how he's with anybody in his life. But I'm like, I, I don't know if there's anything like that. I think he was just a kid trying to get some some likes on his Twitter page and tried to be funny and was like, yeah, look at me, look at me. And it just stop, stop it. He's an idiot. All right, on to the next one. This is a good one. So Ravens head coach John Har Harbaugh. Hairball? <laughs> Hairball, Hairball, whatever. Harbaugh, <laughs> Jimmy's famous seafood. Secretly, he was leaving. So they go, Jimmy's seafood restaurant in Baltimore. Paid for the entire restaurant. Paid for everybody's meal in the entire restaurant on his way out. He secretly, yeah, this last Tuesday night, paid for everybody in the restaurant while he was leaving. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's, yeah. So... Yeah, the reported bill. Woo! The reported bill was over two thousand dollars. So apparently, yeah, weren't that many people in there, probably because of COVID. But still, pretty nice gesture, gesture for him to do that. Yeah, I guess he said he was leaving with his wife. Uh, just thought about doing something nice for his community. So yeah, he decided to just bust out his wallet and pay for everybody. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you hear stories about that all the time with athletes. Mm -hmm. Is uh. You'll hear like, hey, said someone picked up the tab for the night just because I talked to him. Like, you know, I heard Charles Barkley does that for bars every once in a while, like at NBA finals and stuff or all star games. I've heard he does that occasionally. So that's pretty cool. And that's also too, yes, it says right here, Ravens head coach and his wife, Ingrid, hit up the famous seafood spot for charity event to benefit the famous fund, which helps local businesses hit hard by the pandemic. And the famous fund has already raised more than four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There you go. That's pretty cool. So, but no, good on you, John Harbaugh, to do something like that for your community. Like, well, as we said, he probably can easily afford $2,000 because he just signed a four-year, multi-million dollar extension with the Ravens just last year. So $2,000. I forgot he got extended. He's been there for years. So $2,000 to him is basically like, I don't know, like a dollar to me and you. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Don't worry, Derek. I got you covered. Here's a crisp dollar bill. 
But no, good on you, John Harbaugh, to do something like that. Just goes to show you how, uh, you know, not all coaches and players are bad and do stupid stuff. A lot of them do good, do good, you know, do good for the community and random, random acts of kindness like that. Yeah. Good for them. Oh boy, and on to the last one. This is uh. God, I don't like this already. This one was uh pretty big. So early Tuesday morning, Tiger Woods was involved in a bad, 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 bad car accident. And I don't know if you saw pictures of the car, Eric, but it was it's bad, man. Yeah, he's he's lucky to be alive in that from that accident. That mm-hmm. just looked bad, but I think we need it's, it's more or less let's celebrate that he's alive because it was pretty much a year a year ago that we lost Kobe. Yep. 7:05 a.m. is when this took place. So apparently, I guess this certain road that he was on, there's been a lot of accidents that have happened on this road that uh, cops and the deputies said, because I guess a lot of people tend to speed around this quarter, and they said a lot of people have actually, there's been a lot of, uh, a few uh, fatalities that have happened on this road. So I guess it's apparently a pretty dangerous stretch of road. And mm. Sources were saying that, I guess, Tiger Woods, he had his luggage, he had his luggage and everything on him, and he was supposed to be catching a flight, I guess, uh, that afternoon. And he was going to do a, uh, I think, a golf charity thing with a couple of athletes in the area. And so maybe that's what he was in a hurry for. But uh, I don't know if you saw the documentary that HBO had posted with Tiger Woods. Did you ever see that a little bit? No. I watched a little bit of it where they talked about his, his arrest that he got uh, a couple of years ago for when he was – when he was high off his, uh, his pain medicine after one of his back surgeries, he got pulled over. But yeah, cops didn't do a, a blood test or anything on him this time because they said strictly it was just an accident. And they said he was pretty coherent when they, uh, you know, they had to get him out of his car and they didn't test him. And they just think it was strictly just a just a freak accident. Because, well, as you said, maybe maybe he was distracted by his radio or his phone went off and a text message. You know how people are. I see sure. it all the time at red lights or people driving. You look over and you see people looking down and they're distracted all the time. So maybe that's what happened with him. And he just took his eyes off the road for a quick second and look what happened. Yeah, I mean, if, for those of you who don't know what happened to him, he had a uh, two compound compound yeah. fractures in his leg. leg. <laughs> one leg, one leg, only one leg. His one right leg, leg, but both bones broke in his leg. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, well, ugh. no, that, no, like the Paul George injury. You know when Paul George broke oh. his leg and it came out oh. the bone? They said that's what happened. They said that's what happened. Oh, oh just, oh, God. Oh. So. I, I hate compound fractures so much. Doctor said, though, these aren't life-threatening. He will heal for them, but, man, I don't know if he'll – I don't know if he'll be coming back anytime soon or if he'll be coming back at all, period, to golf again. Oh, you got to remember something else before I throw up. Because you do have to remember, uh, he did he did recently just have another back surgery. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's celebrate the fact that he's still with us. Oh, absolutely. He's alive. He's, like, he's lucky to be alive, and I'm sure a lot of uh, athletes, you know, and everybody reached out to him, but I'm – before too long, I'm sure his agent or Tiger Woods himself, once he gets healed better, uh, he'll probably come out and he'll have a word and talk to everybody about yeah, it. Yeah, and then then he can decide on his golfing future later. It's not it's not what we should talk about now. No, but if yeah, his those pictures though, I man, you saw that car. I 
Nasty. I, Nasty. I saw that car. If, if, if I saw that car and they said Tiger Woods was in this car, I would be like, I I would think he was no longer with us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. So that's all the stories for the day. I saved the bad one for last and all the other ones for Ugh. <laughs> all right Derek let's 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 talk a little bit about the quarterbacks I don't want to go too far into this because we've talked to it to the bone and it's all speculation at this point but Russell Wilson's agent basically said made hey. some news yeah he goes Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere dot 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 but, but. <laughs> if he wants to go anywhere here are the teams he wants to go to it's just stupid <laughs> he said the Bears Raiders, Cowboys, and Saints are on the list of places to go. I thought it was a trolling job because why is the bear out? Why are the bears on that list? Why? Why? I, I don't know. And why are the Saints on that list when there's $64 million over the cap? They can't afford them. Well, wouldn't you want to go to the Saints if you're Oh, Russell absolutely. Wilson? Are you kidding me? Well, how about that's a, this? That's the spot to go. What if the Cowboys franchise tag Dak Prescott and they trade Dak Prescott for Russell Wilson straight up. Can you imagine that? That would be interesting. I mean, that could happen. Quarterback for quarterback. It's what the Rams did. And then Seattle, Although they had to, they had to give up an extra first to get rid of Jared Goff. But you realize Seattle would actually have to pay Dak Prescott then if they did trade for him. And I don't know if yeah. that's something they would want to be interested in doing. I mean, either so, the Cowboys try and get Russell Wilson or they're going to go for Dak Prescott because what else are they going to do? But see, you think the, are these places Russell Wilson wants to go or do you think these are places maybe his wife wants to go, you know, since she's a musician? I think you have to consider both of them. Because does she want to stay in a small market like Seattle? Because hello, if they go to Vegas, they go play for the Raiders. You can't get in a bigger market than going to Vegas. I mean, if that was the case, they'd probably want to do like the Chargers or the Rams or something, but he's not getting traded to the Rams and he's not, the Chargers don't want him. They have, oh, they, they got, they got my boy, Justin Herbert. Herbert and Stafford are both on both LA teams. So th- he's not going there. Yeah. I, Hey, you'd be happy though. He gets traded out of division. I The Seahawks would be trash. Can you imagine though? The Broncos think about this. With the Broncos, they had Mahomes, Herbert, and Russell Wilson in their division. And yet, oh my God, the Broncos so screwed. And they'd be stuck with, yeah, you'd have Drew Locke, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. There's your AFC West. (laughs) I think the Broncos would be doing anything they could to get Deshaun Watson at that point. Can you imagine that, though? Broncos had Deshaun Watson, Raiders had Russell Wilson, Mahomes had. The Chiefs had Mahomes and the Chargers had Justin Herbert. Keep that. It would be that. the worst defensive division in the league. But Buddy, it'd be the most fun to watch. What a division that would be. Can you imagine if that shaked up and happened this offseason? That would be a lot of fun. But uh, if I could take a guess, I don't think he's getting traded this offseason. Maybe next no. year, not this year. Either they trade him this year or they opt out of his deal next year because they can. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson have a deal where they can mutually agree to part ways at the end of next year if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do not think Russell Wilson finishes his career in Seattle. It's so oh, no. rare to see anymore. Matt Stafford, he's not finishing with the, the Lions. Look at Tom, Tom Brady. 20 years with one team. Cam Newton. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was going to be a Panther for life. And then, man. No, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. 
is not going to be a Houston Texan anymore. Hey, how about him? The news coming out with him, his agent. I don't know if his agent's just blowing smoke or telling the truth, but saying multiple teams have offered him contracts. I think it's so funny to see all of the people freaking out about whenever J.J. Watt posts something. He's always like on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. They're always like, <laughs> oh, he gave us a hint of where he's going. I know, and he's all just telling you about my day or what I had to eat, and people are always like barking at him. Where are you going? Where are you going? If I'm if I'm JJ Watt, I'm gonna like post something on Twitter, be like, hmm, you know, I don't feel like watching a movie. What movie should I pull up? And it's something like Remember the Titans. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he should do something like that just to mess with people. <laughs> Troll him. You know, I th- you know what I'm thinking? The What's best that? landing spot for JJ Watt would be on a team that's got another really good defensive player, so he's not getting double teamed. That's why lineman. the Cleveland Browns are in, interested in him. Can you believe that? Him, Miles Garrett? He wouldn't get double teamed. Man, one of a, who are you going to double? You know, I'm imagining it right now, Derek. Or you go to the Steelers, go play J. with your J. brother. J.J. Watt comes out onto the field, and who's play- next to him? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Who could you imagine? Man, your Rams, though, they're, they're pretty strapped it, against the cap, aren't they, though? Oh, the, the, okay. Paying your boy Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, all that money. And they also have the second highest cap hit of, of all time with Jared Goff getting traded. Exactly. The Rams are doing different things, man. I got to pull something up. Hang on. But I don't think they can afford them right now. I, I really don't think the cap means anything in football. I really don't. Possibly, but here's this extensions given out by the Rams that just completely backfired. Jared Goff, four years, 134 million. Todd Gurley, four years, 60 million. (laughs) Brandon Cooks, five years, 80 million. Getting rid of all three resulted in massive cap hits, but they're not scared of that. So many teams hold on to mistakes, but the Rams don't. Well, they, you re- they do things differently. When they make a mistake, they're like, eh, screw it. We'll be you got to realize who owns their team, though, too. Look how rich Stan Kroenke is. I mean, but he's got a salary cap he's got to deal with. But the he's Rams also do a really interesting thing of they, they front load their contracts. So you make most of your money on the first two, three years of your yep. deal. Maybe two years of your deal. That's so true. at the end of it, they can be like, eh, we'll go, go on get. Well, that's what they did with Todd Gurley and Jared Goff mostly. That's what they did with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's not making that much hey, against the cap the next But you got to admit, he shouldn't have not won Defensive Player of the Year this year. He didn't. Donald? No. You look who at do him, you think? Who do you TJ, think was TJ Watt? No, the, stop. Look at the numbers. Stop. Derek, it's not just about the numbers. Yes. What do you have to do when you play the Steelers? What? Block TJ Watt. Yeah. What do you play? have to do when you play the Rams? Block Aaron Donald. Find out where he is. He ruins your game plan. Who is the best defensive player in the league? What? Right now? Who is the best defensive player in the league last year? I think it was TJ Watt. Why? Because his numbers. He had had 15 and a half sacks. Aaron Donald only had 12 and a half. Oh, only 12 and a half sacks. You have to completely change your game plan around Aaron Donald. TJ Watt. Oh, I know you do. Block him. Aaron Donald was the best defensive player that year. He helped the team around him. Well, they did have the number one defense. You are right about that. 
but it didn't happen. It, well, but it it didn't happen. God, it didn't help them though in their playoff game though. It didn't help the Steelers that TJ Watt was on the team. Well, well, no, that was just strictly their offense and Ben Roethlisberger throwing four interceptions. The he Steelers suck. Well, yeah, he threw Got four picks. Against, he threw four picks against the Browns, so that was on him. He looked like garbage in that game. Aaron Donald is defensive player of the year, Derek. You know it, and I know it. He is Everybody a good player, listen. and you do have to game plan around him. But I don't. It's up for debate whether he deserved to win it or not. There's I, only th- I strongly disagree. There's only three I think players it was a in- clear cut winner because Darren Donald was consistent throughout the season. So is TJ. Not not as much as Aaron Donald. Yeah. Well, I don't know. When it comes to voting and stuff for Pro Bowls and all that stuff, it's just, I don't know. It At least there's a debate between that one that we're having instead of the stupid Ben Roethlisberger's comeback player of the year. No, there is no. Yeah, that What was it? You said one voter? One what? voter. It was like, I, you know, do you know what I'm thinking? Do you know what I'm thinking? That guy should be fired. Oh, he should be. Totally. That guy is an idiot. Be like, Aria, how about we go break your leg, buddy, and see how you do it? Then we won't vote for you. Yeah. Ugh. And then who else? Oh, yeah, I got a little bit. Did you hear the news, too, about old uh, Deshaun Watson? How finally, no. last Friday, so last Friday, the 19th, he met with his head coach, David Coley, new head coach of the Texans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it didn't go well, right? And Watson reiterated to his head coach, and said he still wants to be traded and he has no intention of playing for the team ever again. I don't so blame him. He went and met with him, but yet still, nope. He's holding a stance and saying that he he's not playing for him. And his agent, have you seen his agent has came out and said he won't show up and he'll record he'll he'll take the fines. But did you see the fines that he could be? He could get possibly fined over $3 million if he misses preseason and training camp. Do you say $3 million? Over $3 million. Oh, he'll be fine. So, I mean, do what I could see. Does Deshaun Watson take the Brandon Marshall approach? You remember when Brandon Marshall played for the Broncos here and he wanted out? He wanted to be traded, but yet Denver said, you still better show up, and yet he showed up to practice. And he was just punting footballs during practice and just being a complete jerk about it. Then they finally traded him. If I was Deshaun oh, yeah. Watson, if I was Deshaun Watson, why not just show up to practice and purposely just throw the ball at the ground or purposely just throw interceptions in practice? I would. Then you don't get fine. You could still show up, but just be, you know, be in La La Land when you show up. You go to team meetings, be on your phone, stare out into space, don't pay attention, don't even really listen. He could take that approach, but. I think the Texans need to do something now if they're going like, because if it comes to it, people aren't good. They're going to, you know, they're trying to get their draft preparation ready and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You've got to do it sooner or later, man. You can't just hold on and not do anything. The draft is in two months. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. There's going to be a lot of turnover. And man, I'm telling you there, I think the team to watch for Deshaun, Carolina, Carolina is pushing hard to get. Oh yeah, they Sean cleared Watson. up like what twenty million dollars of cap space just they, to they released a few players and they re- oh yeah they're clearing up cap space and releasing some players right now to do it and hey and how about the Texans 
Uh, they traded for David Johnson last year, and this week they just released him. <laughs> Duke Johnson, David Johnson, and their starting center they just gave an extension to this last year, Nick Martin, for $10 million. They released him too. <laughs> so they are, uh, they are going to be a bad, bad team this year with all the cuts and everything they made. So let me get this straight. You trade a second-round pick and, and DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, and then you cut him the following year. Bill O'Brien, you are a moron. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. He is a moron. I don't think it's just that. It's the, the, whole, the whole organization of the Texans are just – Trash organization, just a terrible organization. You trade the best receiver in the league for a second round and a second round pick for a beat up running back, and then you cut him the following year. What that soundbite with that guy? What are we doing? What are you doing, Houston? I think it's safe to say who's going to be the number one overall pick in next year's draft. The Texans. They're going to just yeah. be hot. They're going to be hot garbage. They're going to be terrible. Yeah, and as they should be. But JJ, I mean, TJ, what? Get out of my face! Hey. <laughs> but I don't know. Where do you think that if you could have a bet, where's a good fit you think for JJ Watt? I told you. The Rams. <laughs> no, and realistically, Real, realistically, he's going to have to not want to make money, and reportedly, he doesn't care about the money. Not in fantasy um, land, yeah. I would be scared for your Broncos that the Chiefs are going to want to get him. Oh, ho, ho, ho. have him and Chris um, Jones and Frank Clark on the line. Look, I out. think the Packers is a very big reach. I know he's from Wisconsin, but he sure is. I don't think I don't see him landing there. Um, Buffalo definitely, could be a good one too. He's definitely going to a contender though. There's no doubt about it. Cause oh, he, sure. already, he already said he wants to win. So he's going, yeah, to he's not going to go play for, I don't know, the Eagles, the Bengals or some, by the way, like real fat. We're probably not going to get to baseball in this one. We'll talk about baseball next time. Cause I really think the salary caps in baseball are stupid or no salary caps. Excuse me. We'll talk about, we'll, we'll get into that really in depth next week. Yeah. What were we going to say about the Eagles? There's a rumor that they want to draft a quarterback in the top 10. Stop. Yep. They, so they don't they get rid of Carson Wentz and be like, oh, Jalen Hurts is their future, right? No. Then why draft him? Or was that Doug Peterson that drafted him? I think it was the front office. I, I really don't think Doug Peterson had a whole lot of say with his roster. I Wow. So the they Eagles, really don't believe in him. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if five quarterbacks go in the top 10. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised either. There's a lot of intrigue. I think going for around. sure there's going to be four. Do not be surprised if there's 10. There's 10. There's five. 10 quarterbacks. 10 quarter. Everybody wants a quarterback. First, first 10 picks are all QBs. So many quarterbacks. And do what I hate to say. Ugh. It pains me to say this, but I think if the Broncos don't get Deshaun Watson, I think they're just going to roll with Drew Locke and sign a veteran. Oh, well, they are. And that just disgusts me. I... They're going to have another crap. I know, Eric, 14 years. 14. Uh, yeah, 14 straight seasons, bro. But, but if they if they have another one, this will be six straight losing seasons. Six. 
Ugh. I, I look at the division the Broncos in. They're not the they're the fourth best team in that division. They are. For yes, me, it goes are. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Raiders Broncos. Broncos. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be disputing you with that one. They, they're bad. You've got to try and make a splash here, man. And I think that's what... To be fair, they did. They, they went after Stafford, mm-hmm. but the Rams blew the Lions away. They made some calls for Carson Wentz, and I think, I think they're just patiently waiting for the Texans to come out and say, all right, we're sick of Deshaun. I think as soon as that happens, George Payton, I think, is going to give him a call. I think if he he should have called him already, if you're if I'm being totally honest, he should be constantly calling him each week, even if you get hung up on like, hey, 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 hey what about Deshaun? Hey, hey, hey. How hey, about that? Hey, hey have you heard the, have you heard that story about the the owner of the Texans? How no. uh, his phone's been off and teams have been leaving him voicemails about Deshaun. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Calling him. I really don't understand what the Texans are trying Call to do. Hey, uh, yeah, Steve McNair. This is uh George Payton here from Denver Broncos. Uh, just wondering if you're still uh uh gonna be trading uh Deshaun Watson there. This is what we'll offer. Uh, I got some offers on the table. Call me back. I mean, is that what teams are leaving mes- messages like that for? Yeah. I mean, real how, quick how are about, the- real quick about the Panthers though? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a rumor that they put a package together that included Kish. Christian McCaffrey. Wow, we can't talk today. What the hell? I don't know. Um, but they included Christian McCaffrey. They just paid him last year. What's the point on either side? Oh, man. If you're the if you're the Panthers, you get rid of your number one player. And now I agree, Deshaun Watson's better than Christian McCaffrey overall. And then you can oh, yeah. build up with uh, Deshaun Watson. You would lose all your first round picks to do it, but. But I think man. you could. I think Deshaun Watson's a top five QB in the league. But having, but Christian if you're the Mc- Texans, what's the point of having McCaffrey? That's a stupid trade. Seriously, there would be no point for the Texans to take that trade. That I think the Broncos have a better package to offer them. I think so too. A couple, three first rounders. Maybe a second rounder, throw Bradley Chubb or somebody else in there and give them what they want. I don't know if you would want to do Chubb if you're the Broncos. I mean, that might be what it takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like I think I mentioned it last week, Ojemudia. Like if they would take that trade, definitely throw him in that, that deal. But what if they – oh, man. But what if they said – Vaughn Miller like, maybe? If they would take that deal? Yeah, he's 32 years old. But speaking of which, I don't think Von Miller plays again for the Broncos. I think yeah. he's gone. Well, did you see how they uh, they came out and there's some weird report saying that they they came out with nothing and they turned all the evidence and everything over to the DA and they're going to let the DA decide now if they're going to throw yeah, charges that's a, or not. That's a different story. I think just overall, apparently the market for Von Miller, if he's cut, is huge. Oh, a I'm lot sure of teams be. are like, ooh, I'll take me some Von Miller. But you got to think, he's 32 years old. He's coming off a couple of years ago. He only had eight and a half sacks, and he's coming off a season he didn't play because of an injury. So him and J.J. Watt are kind of in the same category. They're each the same sure. age. They're each injury-riddled players. They, the only difference they, is Von Miller plays outside. J.J. Watt plays inside. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he would have a good market. What, but, do, you think, what do you think the market would be for Wilson? I think three first-round picks for him as well. Possibly. He's up there in age, though, man. All right, Derek. You're the Broncos. You have a chance to get 
Oh boy. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Who would you trade for? Deshaun, because he's younger. Agreed. He's 25. You have to give up more for him, but I think it's worth it. Uh, I, real, 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 real quick, quick. Maybe oh the same. My God, I just said real quack. I just I can't. <laughs> I can't talk today. Real quack, quack, quack. Ducks out of the mind. You going hunting or something later? Oh my! Uh, I'm just hungry. Come on, you gonna have some duck? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go have some? Duck? I'm gonna go have me some duck for lunch. I'm high class, baby. But no, I would take Deshaun over Russell. In a heartbeat, be just because. But man, what if Russell, what if the Texans ask for Cortland Sutton? Hey, you can have whoever you want. I'm open. I'm open for business. Because guess what? What has been the Broncos' biggest weakness since Peyton Manning retired? Quarterback. Quarterback. <laughs> and if you can get a guy that's 25 years old, and you can get 10 plus years, or 10 years, or 10 plus years out of him, hey, man. Like I said. Give them whatever they want. You want Sutton? You want a you want a first round, couple second round? Do it. You give them whatever they want. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, you want naming rights to the stadium too? Have it. Have whatever you want. Welcome, welcome to Houston Texans Field in Denver, Denver, Colorado. Seriously, yeah. Give them whatever they want. I I I'm serious. Like, I'm willing to trade whatever Houston wants for them. I would. I mean, if it came out and said George Payton trades three first rounders. Cortland Sutton and a couple second rounders for Deshaun. I'd be like, great. I wouldn't be pissed. Yeah. Granted, we'd have to suffer for the next couple years. I mean, hell, Cortland Sutton was a second round pick. You can find another receiver in the second round. Exactly. But I mean, I mean, well, look how good Tim Patrick stepped up this year. There, there you go. go. You got Tim Patrick. You, you got Ju- Jerry Judy in that list. You got Judy. You got Judy Hamler, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant. There's your, there's your targets for Deshaun to throw that, to. Uh, done. You still Seriously, got, you still got Melvin done. Gordon. You still got Melvin Gordon. Yeah, so. Melvin. You got Melvin drunk. You got him too. Can't forget. <laughs> driving 71, driving 71 down spear. All oh, right, folks. God. Well, that's going to end the show for us today. I promise we'll get to baseball next week. I do really want to talk about the salary caps and stuff. I think it needs to happen. I don't know if it ever will, but I got some numbers that are just going to be stupid. Pretty much. But thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good one. We'll tell you, see you next time. All right. See you.